Welcome to this topical life. Real conversation, real exploration, real life stories. A discussion about life, cause life ain't a vacation. And now, here's your host, Tiffany Murphy. Hello, and welcome to this topical life. Uh, if you're with us today, we are in the thick of COVID-19 virus. Wow, lots of us facing um, some difficulties and changes and all of the above. Um, for me personally, we are doing remote podcasting and trying to grasp what that looks like technology-wise. And let me tell you, not so good at it, but um, that's awesome, though, because I'm learning and blah, 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 blah. Um, another huge hit that we're faced with is, uh, homeschooling. And if you're just shrilling at the thought, which that makes my soul crumble, honestly, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, the idea of homeschooling, but really, really, let's just tackle the subject for a minute. We have the lovely Lindsay. And if you don't remember who she is, she was in a three part series, um, when I first started podcasting and she, it was about, um, what did we call it? Uh, abuse. Abuse in relationships. In relationships, maybe. Yeah, it was a three-part series. And man, this woman right here, she is a jack of all trades. I'm not going to lie. I mean, she's survived a lot. And she has an amazing perspective on what's important. And um, has four kids herself. Has homeschooled. Um, I mean, pretty much since you've had kids, right? Yeah, most of their childhood yeah yeah and so the ages you have right now let's just a brief that you have a 11 mm-hmm. uh, what are they 13 14 and 15 yeah so starting at age early you had yep. started homeschooling and everything like that so I'm going to add even more news for this podcast is that she actually just got done before the virus hit timely just got to travel the world with her children and homeschool abroad so she survived um, an abusive relationship. She's got four kids, has homeschooled, and traveled the world, and is here with us today to talk about what's important to focus on during this time. Yep. And in light of homeschooling, which is my, um, honestly, just terrifies me uh, personally, but I think it's because the weight of my child's education, just the thought of that, just makes me want to crawl in a hole, honestly. <laughs> but... Let's start from the beginning. You are saying that we're going to say this in the beginning and we're going to say it at the end. And this is what she said. You do not have to be amazing at homeschooling. In fact, you don't have to be amazing at a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you've been on a schedule. Like, let's let's unfold your um, homeschooling experience. Like, yeah, just what your day looks like or what it has been look like or what you have found for yourself to be the key in all areas of homeschooling for you yeah um I we've run the gamut we've had super scheduled homeschooling seasons and I think that's important to know that like all of life there are seasons and chapters and this is just one chapter that we're all going to have to walk through of government sanctioned homeschooling yeah (laughs) um so it's not forever and it's not gonna be the make or break of ourselves or our kids So for us, homeschooling has looked super structured sometimes. And then like on our trip around the world, it was the world was more our classroom. And I purposefully, besides the the essential reading, writing and math, we 
really let the world be our classroom. So it has sort of run the gamut for us. I tend to need more structure because my own personality is more spontaneous and fly by the seat of my pants. So I have purposefully linked arms with more structured homeschool families or parents just and organizations to keep me accountable. So that's what's worked for me. But there are a zillion ways to homeschool. There, We are blessed to be in a country where there's a lot of freedom on how we educate our kids. And so even in this time where we're all forced to quote unquote homeschool, I think that we need to not let that be a stigma of, oh, it should look like blank. Yeah. Because it is, there are literally a zillion ways you could do it. Well, and I really wanted to talk to you about this because the spontaneity factor, first of all, two things. So you're spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you, mind, <laughs> do you mind having a mess when you homeschool in your house? No. Okay. It that's drives the, me crazy that's by the, the end problem. of the day. Okay. That's the problem that lies. Okay. <laughs> that is the one. <laughs> this sounds so shallow, but it's like, is it shallow though? No. Because mentally sanity sake. Yeah. It's like, okay, kids, we're going to homeschool today. I need to make sure my house is 1000% clean <laughs> and that all the laundry is done and I am organized so that I can organize you. <laughs> yes. This is but not going to happen. Listen to yourself. You're even thinking that quote unquote homeschooling yeah. means you're inside a house doing something formal. Why can't homeschooling be mm-hmm. outside drawing the United States on chalk on the road? Okay. Like so, I'm going to write that down right do now. You see <laughs> how you even boxed yourself in on what you yes. think homeschooling sure. is? Yes. So I would say why couldn't, you know, PE is at the park running up sprints up and down the football field or not on the playground equipment because we know yeah. COVID you sits might on get the, stopped by the yeah enforced rules or something. But why you know why can't laundry be part of homeschooling? Yeah, part of the organization. Your homeschooling isn't some. It doesn't have to be only the formal reading, writing, math, science. It can also be let's depending on the ages of your kids. Let's sort the laundry let's organize it because you're teaching them executive functioning skills you're teaching them organizational skills even in that yeah homeschooling can be okay guys I have old you know if you have older kids maybe you get to you assign each kid to plan a meal for the week and they have to do the recipe writing out there's your writing you know they're getting penmanship in that they have to decide do I need to double this recipe is my family big enough to double it or do I keep it a single batch? I mean, there's so many decisions, even in like assigning each kid to pick a meal for the week. Then, you know, normally it'd be like, okay, go to the grocery store and you need to stay under this budget. <laughs> we might take that part out and just have, you know, the adult go to the grocery store. But right. <clears throat> there's so many directions you could take it. So your attitude is like, so even at home and even when you traveled, you kind of had an idea of like a backbone, sort of speak, of like what mm-hmm. you kind of wanted to incorporate. Yeah. And then you just kind of creatively kind of induce that in your environment. Yeah. I mean, when we traveled the world, we were doing it on basically the same amount of money we, well, not basically, it is the same amount of money we live on here in Oregon, we lived on in the rest of the world. So 
we had to really budget. So even that part of the trip was part of our homeschooling. The kids had to learn how do you travel on a budget? How do you travel on a very modest amount of income anywhere in the world? Well, that impacts what your lodging is. That impacts how fast or slow you travel. That impacts what activities you do. That impacts, you know, how many times you go to the market to buy your grocery versus how many times you go out to eat. It's so So, huge. Survival. Survival. Yeah. So there's, um, when we were traveling, we, you know, people think, holy cow, you went around the world. But it wasn't like we were doing it as, you know, it was not a vacation. (laughs) In other words, long-term travel is very different than a 10-day vacation. So um, we had- How long were you gone? Four and a half months. God, it seemed longer than that. It it did to me too. (laughs) Well- (laughs) I think it's because of what you squished in that amount of time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you were like somewhere different almost every other day, it seemed like. Yeah, we chose to, and even that trip planning, you know, I maybe your kids during this quarantine time, they plan the next family vacation. Where do you want to go? How long is it going to take us to get there? How much gas is it going to take? Is it cheaper to drive or is it cheaper to fly, depending on the number of people in your family? Like, just trying to get into that mindset of everything can be something, an opportunity to learn. Mm -hmm. Make our lives be learners, not just when I sit down at my laptop as a nine-year-old kid and I do my online classes, that's quote-unquote school. It doesn't need to be that narrow. Yeah. So when, you know... What about the people that are scared about Mm -hmm. them not making... I mean, let me back up here. And where we are right now in, say, Westland, Oregon, I don't know what you, where you are right now, but we're, so it's March right now, and all through, we're probably not, we're not going back to school, and mm-hmm. it's going to be supplemental educational mm-hmm. stuff, so technically you don't have to be, um, you know, doing technical learning yeah. curves type stuff like that, but I think the fear is, and this is what we want to take away, is that our kids will get behind, yeah, and that are the pressure of maybe even down the road having to get them to the next level. Yeah. Have you been through times where you've felt that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But what I would say right off the bat is however long this goes, whether it's just through the end of the school year Mm -hmm. or into September, that number of months is not going to define your child's education. We were never meant to fill every gap in our in our children's education, uh, what's the entirety? Word yes, of humanness. <laughs> yeah, of their... we are going to miss gaps, and honestly, they're missing gaps in public in yes, school too. I agree. So I agree. What we, I think, this could be a golden opportunity for us, <clears throat> and I know it's easier for me to say because I have homeschooled. But if if I could help parents who are terrified of homeschooling reframe it in their minds and say. What gift do I want to give my kids through this time? Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be academic. Like what I've proposed to my kids is, okay, guys, what are your passion projects? That's what we call them in our house. Okay. What are you super passionate about as a kid? What do you, what just gets your blood pumping? Mm. What gets you so excited? So one of my kids loves piano. So she really wants to focus on piano during this time. Well, all of the, the brain growth that happens in playing an instrument is awesome. Sure. So, so I think, 
you don't have to say, how much do I need my kid to sit down um, and sit with a packet in front of them and learn. Give them some freedom. This might be an awesome opportunity also for kids to take some ownership of their education. Say, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to take online cooking classes? Does one of your kids love to cook? Does one of your kids love survival stuff? I have a son who's totally into survival you know, survival living right now. And so he's like, well, we can do that in quarantine, you know? Yeah. Um, so he wants to like, how do you survive in your backyard for 24 hours with nothing but a flint? (laughs) Um, that's amazing. So just sort of letting your kids have some, some skin in the game on what, like the way we posture it to our kids is, is children. Uh, sorry, the way we posture it as adults to our children is going to impact the way that they absorb this time. Yes, there's a ton of anxiety, a ton of uncertainty, a ton of, I mean, this is just the most bizarre thing we ever could have dreamt of. Yeah. But if you posture it as, okay, kids, we have this golden opportunity to do things we never, quote unquote, had time to do before. What are you passionate about? Who do you want to give to? Who do you want to serve? Do you want to be making, like I even saw um, there are sewing groups making masks masks out of um, the proper material. I forget what it's called, but the proper fabric. Mm -hmm. So if you had a kid who was interested in sewing, let him learn to sew, you know? I, there's just so much outside of formal, what we all think of as homeschooling that can be done that you probably would look back on and say, that was the sweetest time. And mm-hmm. I'm so thankful I gave my kid the gift of exploring such and such. Yeah. So, yeah. Oftentimes when um, I've been parenting, especially with my oldest going into high school, I'm like, okay, what has he not learned that I want him to know before he goes to college mm-hmm. laundry, which he kind of knows, but mm-hmm. like just doing the basic life skills, life skills. I mean, does your kid know how to change a tire? No, I don't even know how to change a tire. So see, <laughs> do I, exactly. I okay. Today, homeschooling is change a tire. Whoever in the family knows how to change a tire. Yeah. And I, that's you know, what and we're doing. YouTube too helps. I mean, there was one time where I was like, you know, you get overwhelmed. And it's like, oh, my kid needs to learn how to tie shoelaces. Mm-hmm. I actually had my kid watch YouTube to tie shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube could be a resource too. Because sometimes I don't know how to teach it. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like, okay, how do, you know, and then you get frustrated because you have that child who's a lot like you. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, or is so different. And I just... It's so easier for me to teach other people's kids than it is to teach my own. Yes. How weird is that? So true. But it's, yeah. So it's like, okay, YouTube, how to do mm-hmm. this and mm-hmm. whatever they tell you, talk about it with me and then I'll prove yeah. it. Or something. There you I don't go. know. But just getting creative. Yeah. Yeah. I would say don't let the reading go. Okay. Make, if I could encourage families to do one thing, it mm-hmm. would be to read aloud together. Okay. And you reading to your kids. I mean, the brain development that happens with reading aloud is there's all sorts of research and I'm sure yeah it's pretty it's pretty obvious well now yeah. yeah but I would say don't let that go and there are tons of authors actually doing online readings mm-hmm. now so even if you don't want to read aloud to your kids jump on 
um, like one of our favorite authors, Andrew Peterson. He's re- he started last night reading through his book series that we really love. And so, you know, watch a concert online. There's your there's your art for the day. You know, yeah. it can be so it can be as formal or as um, unformal or loosey goosey as fits your personality as the parent. And what you want for your kid yeah. to know, too. Yeah. And that's so true. It's like, I love that the passion projects, because each kid is so different. Mm-hmm. So these kids that want to write or this kid that wants to be artsy, because the, this is another mm-hmm. problem, is that kids will fight you. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. teenagers, hello. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to do that. No. Right. I don't, psh, psh, right. Psh, you know, the attitude out right. the exactly. wazoo. Yeah. This is an opportunity to be like, okay, you take control. Yeah. I like that. I like the... The ownership. The ownership. Yeah. The ownership. That's huge. It is huge. And I mean, in our homeschool, the co-op that we did, they really push the starting to own your education about seventh grade. So that gives people a benchmark of, you know, with the younger years, you can certainly use the passion project because kids are passionate about something at every point in their lives. Right. But by seventh grade, they should have a pretty good say in what they want their education to look like and that might be something you have to guide them and how to how do they even think about that because you know kids are not asked very often what do you want your education to look like but right. this is a golden opportunity for them to say here's what I'm really interested in but it takes us parents getting out of our own heads and thinking of education as as something way bigger than a brick and mortar school, we can be lifelong learners. Learning happens anywhere in the world and literally in our own backyards. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be. I think that's the biggest thing is get out of your own head on what quote unquote homeschooling looks should like. Be. Yeah. Right. Or it should be. Stop shooting yourself. Should. Not shitting. Shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough toilet paper for that. Not enough toilet paper for that. (laughs) Okay, so. (laughs) Oh, you just got to laugh, you know? I mean, seriously, are we really doing this? Yes, we are. (laughs) Tiffany, pinch yourself. Um, so, So going around the world and everything like that, did you notice a difference between how people, like culturally speaking, that they were living, that you were just like, God, U.S. has got it so wrong in oh, this way. Over and over so give us, and over. So give us some insight on that because that might help view homeschool, you know, appropriately yeah. as well. <clears throat> well, I I tried to not insert my own thoughts. I mean, I could just insert my own thoughts into my kid's head all the time, right? We all could as parents. Like, just tell them what to think. Yeah. But my kids are to an age and I really am trying to shift my um, parenting and my teaching of them to ask them questions, teaching and training them to think on their own. Thought provoking. Yeah. Be critical thinkers. So I would often say like, hey, what do you guys think about, Um, you know, I'm trying to find a good example. What do you think about the fact that these these people are sitting on the streets like in Thailand for example Mm -hmm. the men in particular just hang out in front of their storefronts all day long literally from 7 a.m till 11 p.m at night and it's very communal it's very community-minded they are gathering in groups and I don't know quite where the women are we we 
didn't quite figure that out, but it was the men who were sitting in front of their storefronts. And my kids really picked up on that. And they were like, we're so busy in America. We don't do that. And I was like, exactly, exactly. So they really got the whole busyness that we Americans live by was a huge eye opener Mm. to them. Um, You know, there were weightier topics like we were in some pretty poverty impoverished areas and that was super eye-opening for them too that kids a lot of kids don't even get to go to school um we our sponsor child which was one of the things that I was you know was really important to me was that we go meet our sponsor child in yeah in Rwanda and turns out she has seven siblings and her parents income is the little tiny garden in their quote unquote backyard, which is the mud behind their little house. They, that's her parents' income is whatever they can sell from their garden at their little village market. And so, I mean, how does a kid not get changed by that? You know? Right. So just seeing like these kids are just playing on the streets. None of them have devices. Actually, that's not true. Surprisingly, (laughs) several of them did have devices, but they're just playing with sticks and balls that they made out of branches. And they do have some things, but the joy that they have was hugely eye opening to my kids. So the whole like, oh, we don't have it all figured out in America. was really and in light of this whole COVID thing you know they're watching the numbers in all these countries we we went to and it's personal to them like they've said how do you think um our boat driver in in Bali is doing I mean and and the guy that we took surf lessons from in Bali I mean that was their PE for a week was surf lessons in Bali and that surfer instructor became really a a good friend of ours yeah um and yet now he has no income because that's all tourism based. And so, you know, it's made them wonder about actual real people that we met and know and love around the world. Yeah. I know that that's a kind of a, it sounds very privileged and it, it is very, very privileged. But I do, I hope it inspires families to say you don't have to have a huge budget to travel the world. You can live off of way less in many other parts of the world than you can in America. So don't hear this and think, oh my gosh, they spent, they must be so wealthy. That's not the case. It's just, we sold our house. We sold and gave away a bunch of our stuff and we just lived off of the same amount of money that we lived off of here. So families can do it. Families can world school and it's actually a thing. (laughs) Look up world schooling. And there are, it's, you know, right now, nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing it. I knew, like, some, a little bit of a USA, just, like, RVing it. Yeah. A little bit of that going on. As as jobs become more digital and more remote So were you working, were you working from afar? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So you worked every day? Yeah. Well, I worked very part-time. I kept my same hours. Okay. But I did need that income to, you know, help us do this. And thankfully, my... I mean, my boss is incredible. He actually is a homeschool dad of 11 kids. Wow. A number of adopted and special needs kids. And so he, he gets it. He gets it. And he, I mean, 
he said, absolutely, you got to do this with your kids. You'll never get this chance again. For various reasons, it was just the perfect time for us to do it. And it was actually my kids' idea to do it. I didn't... Really? Oh, no. I was... How did it... I was busy adulting trying to... Well, <laughs> yeah. And you through. were in a spot, too. It's just like... I mean, at this point, you had... How long have you been divorced at this we, point? We... I had been divorced eight months. But and during that we had time... sold our house. And we were in... A, a friend let us um, rent a guest house on her property and she um so she was super flexible with it and we were taking care actually of um my kids' cousins my nieces and nephews of my former spouse who were still very close with his side of the family and so i was taking care of them and those cousins are going to do a worldwide trip like this um in a year or so and so they were telling my kids about it and my son looked at me and goes mom we don't have a house. We don't have a mortgage. I've I've always been open about my with my kids about our budget because I like them to see how do you pay bills, how do you. So they knew our budget, and they, he said, "Mom, we could do this." And I was like, "No, we need a house. We need to get stable. You guys need stability." And it was like one once one kid thought of it, the next kid was like, "No, mom, we actually could do this." So it took me. It took me probably 24 hours to really believe. <laughs> That's not very holy long. Holy crap, we could actually do this. That's not very long. Well, yeah, I mean, for Spot Nanny, you're doing pretty good there, girl. <laughs> I think it would take me longer than that. you like two months down the road. I'll consider it. <laughs> well, it, part of that was because we were in this perfect opportunity where right. we didn't have a house and we sure. could get out from under our rent. And then we were, nothing was tying us here. Right. And so it was like, I mean, I, we had a lot of discussions and a lot of the doors had to open very quickly for us to do it. And it was, we did, it was his idea on August 4th and we left on September 7th. So yeah, in a month, we rem- just took off. Yeah. Because even the time that I talked to you, I was like, wait, what? Where are you going? Wait, what? Where are you going? Busy. Uh, you know? Well, I, truthfully, I was kind of embarrassed to tell people because it sounds crazy. But once so. you realize, I would be just like, oh man, I just wish to me, it sounds like, okay, that sounds like a lot of organization. Yeah. It's different with long-term travel though. And there's a ton online. If, if families w- really want to do this, it's totally doable with a middle class American income. It totally is doable. It's again, kind of like the homeschooling, like get out of your own brain and reframe it reframe what this is that's what world schooling is once you reframe it and realize okay yeah maybe we'd have to sell our house and we'd have to put our stuff in storage or rent your house and put your stuff in storage could i work remotely most of us world schooling families work remotely yeah um and it's different with long-term travel because you're it's it's called slow travel so you're you're planting yourself in a place for a period of time. We did it very much on the fast end, but there are families who will go plant themselves in the same community for a month. And then if they love it, they'll stay. If they don't like it, they'll leave early and they move on to the next place. So there are lots of different ways to world school. So my more speed would be um, probably like, I know a neighbor did this, that they, they were looking more for like a vacation, but they spent like two months mm-hmm. and they switched houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That to me seems a lot more like I could wrap my brain around that. House swapping. House swapping. Oh yeah, that's a thing. That's and a thing. and yeah. we 
Um, we stayed in a couple of people's houses. We didn't have a house to offer ourselves. Now we do. But it's it's a really cool community Yeah. of house swapping and, and world schooling it. families. Yeah. So in transition, which we'll all be facing at some point, um, whether, you know, world, school, world schooling, homeschooling, you know, the whole shebang is that transitioning out of one thing to another. So like mm-hmm. right now we're transitioning out of formality and mm-hmm. then now at some point there will be a formality again. Mm-hmm. How, did you notice a change in your kids when coming back from world schooling to just the, how long, like how long what is it kids to adjust? Yeah. Like yeah. whether we're, we're being faced with it right now, there's a lot of emotional things that yeah. our kids are dealing with right now. Yeah. And then I would imagine like one thought I had, even when I saw Eli, your who's my son's age, I was just like, Oh wow. He just transitioned right back into, I mean, he basically went from world schooling to bam, right formal. back into, mm-hmm. yeah, formal. How mm-hmm. was the adjustment on both ends? Like, um, I always tell it, my kids because this was what my parents told me. Um, I did a, a lot of traveling as a young adult and even in high school to impoverished countries also. That's why it probably wasn't as big of a stretch for me to world school with my kids because I had sort of done it. That's, that's the, yeah, that's my parents valued travel and not just vacation travel, but travel to other cultures and communities. And so I, I could sort of wrap my brain around that. That's why maybe why it only took me 24 hours. <laughs> maybe that You're helps like, explain It took that. me so many hours <laughs> to decide yes. Well, I, I was, I, it, it, I wish I could take credit like, dang, why didn't I think of this? Right. But no, it was my kids. Um, that says a lot about your kids. <clears throat> but anyway, I would say their transition back into, f- well, what I tell my kids is the first two weeks of any new thing is hard. It's okay. just hard. So And we're like not many days in. Yeah. Of this whole thing. No. So yeah. If everything looks like a sh- shit show, shit show <laughs> it's because it's for a reason. Because it is. Because it is. Yeah. yeah. So. So I would say, I mean, like I haven't really gotten my kids on any sort of, we have, I have them doing, um, well, it doesn't matter. Reading, but basically. Yeah. They have to read for an hour a day and I tell them you can break that up however you want. I don't care if it's five minutes six times what was that 12 times a day or um you know all back to school and figure that out (laughs) exactly (laughs) and physical activity like we're working out every day because I think that's super important but even the working out can be running up and down the block sure you know it doesn't yeah yoga anything um so I do have my kids doing a certain thing pattern of yes I think a general, even if it's loose, a general structure to your day. Like we, for our family, we spend time with Jesus. We get our physical activity in. We take the dog for a walk. And I say we, but it's them because I still have to work. Thankfully, my job is intact. Um, And we, and then they watch a science video on TV that I really like. And then they watch CNN 10, which is a a random resource, but it's really cool. Um, if anybody doesn't know about CNN 10, but their transition back to, back to your question into public school, what they were all thrilled to come back. They missed their friends. There are ages where friends are super important. And we talked a lot about that while they were gone. That was, you know, the togetherness while we were gone was the hardest part. Um, it, it wasn't all beautiful and, and, you know, there was a, bickering and fighting and all the normal family stuff that you have 
But so coming back, they were just thrilled to be not with the five of us. <laughs> right. Like kind of having more of an independent. Well, I mean, and that's where we're headed too. I mean, togetherness learning. Yeah. So now we're back to togetherness. <laughs> the jokes at my house are like, are you serious? Right. Do we actually have to <laughs> yeah, be together you're again? Restricted. You're on yeah. restriction on that. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, and that's the thing too, as like a parent being challenged to, you know, enforce discipline and mm-hmm. enforce like mm-hmm. routine, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But I'm assuming that people now that have to work from home, they're not, they're not able to be as hands-on with their kids, yeah. you know, yeah. and they are forced to, they're in traumatic situations. Yeah. And so having a routine, no matter yeah. what it is, is probably yeah. the biggest thing I'm hearing you say. It doesn't have to be amazing. It doesn't no. have to be, and, you know, profound. They're not going to mm-hmm. lose anything, but just a routine for their sanity, your sanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking to some friends now that you know, that are having to work remotely, obviously. Yeah. And they're just, you know, I don't know how many hours my kid is on screen and, you know, and it's like this. And, you know, the homeschooling mm-hmm. thing came up really quick. Mm-hmm. And technically, it's mm-hmm. spring break right now. Yeah. I'm like, technically, yeah, your kids don't, wouldn't even be doing uh, anything. Yeah. No, I told my kids. I they, mean, yeah, you might be in Maui. You might be in, you know, the beach or whatever. Yeah. But technically, you are not yeah. having to do anything. Yeah. So, and doing... I mean, it could be as simple as a Khan Academy math mm-hmm. video, right? reading aloud for, you know, anywhere from 20 minutes to 40 minutes, depending on how much you, your kid's attention span is. Give them things to do while you're reading. They can play with Legos. They can color or draw. That's really good for the brain. Having them read to themselves if they're at an age that they can, well, any age can do that. Two-year-olds can look at picture books. Yeah. Um, you know, might only be for three minutes, but that's okay. That's a win. Yeah. Um, and getting physical activity and, I mean, I'd call that a win. I would give so, ourselves okay. a ton of grace. ton of grace. So, but for all the people that are just a little bit more anal. Yeah. And ending this whole thing. <laughs> I'm sorry you live like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, just like, even just as we wrap this up, just a, just a basic loose schedule. Like yeah. if we could just take what you have in your head and put it on paper, friend. Yeah. In the loose way as possible, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like, how does your day look like? How would it look like? Okay, I'll tell you, but I don't want this to be like, oh, now I have to do. I don't want your listeners to say, okay, now that's what I have to do. Because right. every kid is different. Yes. Every family is different. Yes. With it, that acknowledgement. Yes. That this is not this is not a have to thing. No. This is just, if someone wants to know how is it working for your family, what has worked, mm-hmm. maybe... You know, mm-hmm. I think for me, it's like you have four kids that are different ages. I have three kids that are different mm-hmm. ages. That to me is a challenge. So mm-hmm. with learning and all that. So mm-hmm. just a, a fairly loose okay. in description of yeah. what you're doing or we, did or yeah. do. Or, yeah. Know. We start our day out with Jesus. With Jesus. Okay. So Bible time is what our family does. Um, is that together? No. Oh, separate. Okay. <laughs> I do not want to see my children during Bible time. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, we... Uh, it's just quiet time? It, we all separate and then we come back together and I, we discuss what it is, what Jesus' message to each kid was, is how okay. I frame it to them. Okay. Um, so we do that and then we, I make sure we're outside for an hour a day. Okay. I don't care if that's... Does that include you? Yes. Okay. I need it for my mental health. I don't always get it. Um 
especially with we're in the midst of moving right now. So, you know, it, things are in flux. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. But there's no reason these kids should be out any less than an hour a day. Right. Um, I don't care if it's a walk. I and then 20 minutes of hard physical activity. So your heart rate's up. So if you have little kids, you're obviously going to need to guide that. But my kids can go for a run or they can do it. You know, they have apps on their phone with workouts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we read aloud as a family. And that's usually uh, before bedtime for us. But that could be any time of the day. Lots of families will read, the parent will read aloud during a mealtime. So during lunchtime, that's an easy time to read aloud because your kids are all sitting there eating anyway. Um and then I've been having my kids watch a science video. The one that we're on right now is the aquarium series on, I can't remember if it's on Hulu or Netflix, but it's just, it's got a lot of animal behavior science on it. And my kids are really into that right now. Um, then we do CNN 10 for current events. And I would say that's more geared toward like upper elementary and above. Okay. Um, it's 10 minute news show for geared toward kids. Um, And then we do some sort of math, whether it's Khan Academy. Um, I, yeah, Khan Academy or just a math worksheet. You can print off anything and everything online. Yeah, the resources are endless, which is why we're not really talking about that. Yeah. Because it, there's just so much overload. overwhelming. We're trying, we're, we were kind of focusing more on the emotional mm-hmm. and, you know, a little bit of the structure part of it, all of it. And then 30 minutes of silent reading. And okay. then I think because my kids are older, I'm going to be increasing that to an hour a day. Yeah. And again, they can break it up. And then their passion project, whatever it is that they're working on for their passion project, which, you know, depending on the, you just make it age appropriate and make it where you don't, you know, you can be involved as needed, but see how much they can run with it. And if the passion project lasts a day and they want to pick a new passion project tomorrow, great, do that. You know, Yeah. I would say we're not, we're just trying to help them maybe have two positive memories from this whole thing at the end of that. That's the goal. Right. Not to like, right. And they will. Yeah. They will. There's yeah. no doubt that it will. And I think a lot of us as we're processing this this situation that we're all in, yeah, is that we do want this for our kids. Yeah. Like, you know, honing in to the family, looking more deeper, you know, I think, you know, investing in the kids in different ways. Yeah. This um, has stripped us of our American busyness. Yes. And that is a terrifying thing for a lot of people. Sure. And so I think just knowing like this may this could be a awesome thing for your family yeah it, it could, could be and, and I, you know what and I would venture to say that it will be mm-hmm. it will be because I feel like we're designed mm-hmm. to be a little bit more like this mm-hmm. but who knows what that looks like mm-hmm. I know because in America we haven't lived this way for yeah so even if it's years. a little extreme the way we're all right now mm-hmm. at least you'll kind of like walk out of this with a little bit of mm-hmm. somewhat balance per se if that is a or just a knowledge of what that would look like yeah you know just think how could I turn this into a learning opportunity yeah how could I help my kid be a lifelong learner a lifelong learner maybe if that's the only question you're asking yourself as you go about your day opportunities will start to naturally pop up like the meal planning like the laundry organization because you're doing it anyway Yeah. yeah I mean essentially yeah 
All right, Lindsay, you are just so special. Um, I just always <laughs> I love talking. That. Yep, stop it. I seriously, just a wealth of information and just always so available. Um, I have her website if you want to reach out. Um, you know, we're here for you. And you're not alone because you're, I mean, for me, I mean, Lindsay's got this a little more dialed in than I do, but I'm telling you, I'm a fresh start. It's like, I, yes. And I feel for those people. That's why I say, don't go for amazing. Don't go for amazing. Average is totally fine. Average is totally fine. <laughs> and if those average days turn into Failures. bad days, they're, yeah. they're just bad days that remind you of the good days. Yes. yes. So, um, hang yeah. in there people. This topical life has a lot of awesome things coming um, I'm not going to mention it right now, but I just want you to know we this topic of life has no plans of going anywhere as far as um, going offline. So um, there will be a lot more topics covering how to survive this COVID virus and um, and a lot of resources that are, you're going to have access to on telehealth and a lot of other opportunities. So hang in there, stick with us. Um, you're not alone. And um, have an awesome day, an awesome week, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you, Lindsay. You bet. You've been listening to This Topical Life with Tiffany Murphy. Available through Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. Look for us on Instagram and Facebook. Donations to help support This Topical Life can be made through Patreon at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R eon.com front slash this topical life likes and comments are always appreciated and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode we'll see you next time for more real conversation real exploration real life stories because life ain't a vacation